You're listening to The Interview. In-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. Hosted by Ben Bland. Brought to you by The Retail Exchange. In association with Visual Thinking. Inspiring retail performance. Hello, I'm Ben Bland. Welcome to The Interview from The Retail Exchange podcast. We increasingly hear that we're in the age of the young, often online-only fashion label. But where does that leave the long-established heritage brands? Levi's is arguably the most iconic denim brand in the world. Its focus on selling direct to consumers, personalizing its products, and reimagining its retail experience suggests that some established labels are not just surviving, but thriving. Joining me to discuss what the brand is doing to keep its clothes and customer experience looking fresh in its own distinct way is Levi's Executive Vice President and President of Direct Consumer, Mark Rosen. Mark, welcome to the Retail Exchange podcast. Very good to have you with us. Just tell me a little bit about um, your role and what your focus is day to day at Levi's. Sure. So I'm responsible for our direct-to-consumer business, which is really our e-commerce business and our retail stores at Levi's. And so um, what I'm really focused on is delivering a seamless consumer journey for the consumers who are coming to shop with us. So how do we make it as easy as possible for them to shop in our brand, to find the right product for them, to access that product, and to have the best experience that's going to deepen their connection with our brand. So how do you achieve that goal then? So first of all, I spend a lot of time with consumers, out in our stores, out with our stylists, out seeing how people are interacting, what works for them, what doesn't work, and what we need to do to really bring the brand to life for them. And then it's really about setting the vision and the direction for where we want to go with our direct-to-consumer business and how we're going to take it to the next level. And how does that shape the, the way that you think about the retail experience for your, for your customers? So for us, it really is about a seamless consumer journey. And um, I actually started running our e-commerce business at Levi's and then last fall took responsibility for the direct-to-consumer business as we bought retail and e-commerce together. And the reason we did that is we saw that the consumer really expects to have a seamless consumer journey and to have seamless interaction with a brand across everywhere that they can shop and, and everywhere that they'll shop our brand. So give me a, give me a practical example of, of how that works. If, you know, if, if I were a, a, you know, a, a customer thinking, what do I get from the experience by shopping with Levi's that I don't elsewhere? So I think one of the unique things that you can get with us is customization. And so one of the unique things that we offer when you shop directly with the brand is the ability to customize our product, whether that ranges from um, this customized t-shirt that I had made here for the World Retail Congress or the customized pair of jeans that I'm wearing right now. So we're able to offer that in our stores, we offer customized t-shirt printing. And we just recently in the US introduced t-shirt printing online. We'll follow that this fall with being able to customize and personalize your very own pair of jeans. That ability of the consumer to decide what they want, to design the product for themselves and have it made just for them. And with the new technology that we have, this new pair of jeans, 
the consumer can choose what color they want, what destruction they want, what whiskering they want, and have that produced for them and shipped to their home in a matter of several days. And so that is a great opportunity to really deepen the consumer connection with the brand. Would it be fair to summarize your approach uh, by perhaps saying that it, it seems that within fashion retail, mass fashion is dead and individuality reigns supreme? So I do think that a lot of consumers now want something more personal. They want something more unique and they want something that really expresses themselves. And I think that's what's really driving a lot of the wave towards customization and towards personalization. At the same time, we know that even though almost every consumer wants that, not every consumer is as creative or can create that for themselves. And so what we also try to do is to provide the inspiration with them so they have ideas to start with. That's where our tailors and our tailor shop comes in. And that's where we also try to integrate that and through social and other channels online, give them ideas about what they can do so that they have a starting point. When you're trying to appeal to the next generation of shoppers, of customers, of, of denim wearers, um, one of the, the, the emerging drivers of where they want to spend their money is social good and doing things in a, in a socially, environmentally conscious way. Mm-hmm. How, in your role and, and as a company, how does Levi's apply that principle? So sustainability is really at the core and the heart of our brand, and it's woven into almost everything that we do. Uh, Today, I was wearing this trucker jacket, which is made out of cottonized hemp denim. That cottonized hemp uses significantly less water than traditional cotton. And so what we've been able to do is to make that cottonized hemp soft enough that consumers love to wear it. And this trucker jacket that I have is softer than any other trucker jacket. Because when you say I hemp, am. I think of those grocery bags that if you brush them past your hand too hard, it's like sandpaper. Right. But it's not. You've, you've developed a... If you, you've got the jacket. Oh, that's the jacket. Right. Okay, so, so touch and feel this jacket, that, right? Okay, so it's a white... It looks like a... I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell that that's not traditional cotton. There's no way that you would know. And actually, when you feel it, it feels softer. It does feel softer. It's actually lighter weight anything as else. well. Yes. Um, I can tell you the best test of it when yeah. I was trying it on before I was packing to come here, when my wife actually took the jacket and said, I want this. <laughs> well, it's past the litmus test then. <laughs> um, so in, in terms of the sustainability, when that, just following the journey through with the, the retail process, how does that then translate into the, the retail experience, the in-store experience? Um, in terms of sustainability sustainability and and being environmentally conscious because you know big retailers that have a store footprint inevitably mm-hmm. have a, a an environmental impact don't they how how do you mitigate that or offset that right so we also think about store we think about sustainability as we think about store design and other attributes and that is really important to us i think the biggest way that we can really impact sustainability though is through the design of our product. And so the technology that produced this pair of jeans actually started out as a sustainability initiative. So we were looking for ways to reduce the chemical formulations in our product. And that's how the team started out looking to solve a problem. What they found was a whole new finishing process. And that new finishing process 
took, um, it took 18 to 20 steps in 12 minutes. That was the traditional process. The new process is 90 seconds with a laser with significant reduction in the number of chemicals. So that was a great sustainability win. But then the key is how we take that and make that a mainstream core part of our business. Just picking up on the direct-to-consumer model that you mentioned a, a moment ago, it's something that's very common among startups and smaller brands. It's the easiest way for them to get their product out there. In your role, what were the challenges that you found in, in trying to get a big established brand like Levi's that, that you know, is does things in a perhaps or has done things in a more traditional retail way what were the challenges in bringing in the direct consumer channel so first of all i think we started really from a position of strength because over the last four to five years we've been growing our retail business and our e-commerce business and we have built the foundation in each of those businesses to get those businesses to a position of strength putting in place new technologies and things like RFID that lets us track our inventory and see where it is in the supply chain so we have full supply chain visibility. Um, Doing things like um, new tools to roll out training to our stylist in stores and really building up the capabilities for personalization and um, building up the core capabilities on our e-commerce business. Once we had that foundation in place, it really made a lot of sense to bring it together. Because if you think about the consumer and the way they shop, they absolutely expect that seamless consumer journey. And so for us then, it was about putting it together so that we act organizationally in exactly the same way the consumer shops. And so we think and we're incented in the same way that the consumer shops. I've been actually really encouraged because since we brought the organization together, I now see conversations happening and people thinking about using content and ways of working and resources that were in different parts of the business before that now the whole team has access to. Are there any drawbacks to a direct-to-consumer model? You know, I think the the biggest thing that we have to make sure of as we um, work in this direct-to-consumer model is I talked about the strength and the foundation that we built in both retail and e-commerce as we got ready to come into this direct-to-consumer model. And I think it's really important that we maintain and stay on the leading edge of of e-commerce capabilities as those continue to emerge and retail capabilities as those emerge. So within the team, we have people focused on each side of the business and making sure that we're still innovating and staying on the leading edge while at the same time what we're doing from a consumer experience is bringing the two together. In terms of the potential for the next step of direct-to-consumer, What are the innovations that excite you most, that you think have the most potential? So we are um, always looking at new innovation for the business. And one of the advantages of being based in San Francisco, where we are, is we're in the heart of Silicon Valley. And so we can partner with technology companies to look at new opportunities and new ways to serve consumers. I think that social is at the center of the future of shopping. So I think Things like that that make social much more personal and integrate social with shopping will be at the center of it. We think consumers in the future are going to shop much more by using visual search, whether it's something they see in social or a picture they take of somebody walking in the street. 
or an influencer that they see or celebrity, they're going to take a picture of that and then they want to immediately be able to translate that into how do they get that look. And I think voice is the other um, technology that is changing the way that consumers are shopping and interacting with brands. So we're watching all of those things to make sure that we're staying on the leading edge of opportunities there. And what are the implications of, of what you've just outlined there for the bricks and mortar offering, the, the, the physical retail store? So I think those things apply to the physical retail store as well. If you think about what I talked about with visual search, a lot of times it's a consumer coming into a store and talking to one of our stylists too and showing them a photo and saying, I want it to look like this. Through the same technology that we use online, we can give the stylist that same technology. The consumer expects that they're gonna be able to do the same thing, both in-store and online. So the stylist can take that photo and use the visual search capability and then help outfit the consumer in that way. So I think that the key is how do we take those digital capabilities that the consumer may be accessing themselves online and make sure that the stylist has those tools and is empowered to help the consumer use those in-store. How did you end up at Levi's? So I, um, like I said, I've, I've been at Levi's about five years and I came to run the e-commerce business. I, in my career, have always focused on opportunities that are really at the intersection between business and technology. And I love taking on challenges that are you know, what people would say are difficult challenges or how do you take on something that's a huge opportunity. So did you come at it from previously being in a fashion background or a tech background? Or was it a combination of both? It was a combination of both. I have had roles throughout my career that were um, more operational and I've had roles that were more focused on technology. And I think that combination is really the model of the future because to, to run a business in the world going forward, you really have to understand both. If there's anyone listening to this who's perhaps got their own small fashion startup, an entrepreneur setting out, what's the advice that you would give to them that you wish you'd been given when you were just entering this industry? Hmm. Yeah, that's an, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, I think... For somebody just starting out, if you think about what we just talked about in technology and all the things that are emerging, it's easy to get lost in those things and to run after one of those things. And it's hard sometimes, but you have to ground yourself in really staying focused on the consumer. And what does the consumer want? Is the consumer ready to adopt that? How will the consumer use that? And how do we add value and make the consumer's life better every day? because that's what really drives the business, that's what really drives sales. And it's matching what that consumer's gonna need and want and accept with the world of what's out there. And how do you instill that value and that focus in the team that you lead? I mean, what's your leadership style? So I, um, you know, I spend a lot of my time out in the stores with our stylists and with our store managers. I'm here in Europe this week and I've been meeting with our store managers here in Europe. I'm headed tonight to the US where I'm gonna meet with our US store manager team and I'm visiting stores all the time as I travel around the world because I think the best ideas come from the people who are closest to the consumer. So I spend my time listening and learning, understanding what they're seeing and what we can do 
to make it easier for them to sell our product and interact with consumers, similar to the digital team. I spend a lot of time talking to the people on the team and understand what's working and what's not. And then I work with them and we put together the vision. And my job is once we really created that vision to get out of the way and empower the team to make it happen. And, and what drives you in the day-to-day job? What's your motivation? What's your ambition? Where would you like to see things progress You know, five years from now, for example? So what drives me is solving problems and solving challenges to serve consumers in new ways that nobody has ever done before. And I love taking on problems and challenges that, that keep that more and more interesting. So you disagree when people say there's no such thing as a completely new original idea. <laughs> um, I don't know if I disagree, but I'm a student of history and I believe that things repeat themselves and we learn from the past. And I think you know, the best leaders look at what's happened in the past, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and we learn lessons from that. And then we move forward and find new solutions. And in terms of your own personal ambitions, you know, you're in a very, very senior position at one of the most established, recognized brands in the world. What have you still got left that you want to achieve? <laughs> um, you know, what, what I want to achieve and what I focus on, like I said, is how do we do the best job of serving consumers and making consumers' lives better? There's opportunity to do that every single day. I don't think that's a destination that you ever arrive at because it's a moving target. And the exciting part of me is staying at the front of that and getting as close to that target as you possibly can. It sounds like you're incredibly passionate about your work and what you do, and you, you, you clearly derive a lot of satisfaction from that. But everyone needs their downtime. Everyone needs to switch off. How do you escape from the day job? What's your switch off mechanism? So my switch off mechanism is to the California outdoors. You know, I travel a lot around the world and, um, you know, like everybody, I spend a lot of time working, but when I'm at home, I'm all about spending time with my family and, and we spend time in the California outdoors. I'm a skier, I'm a biker, I'm a runner, I'm a hiker. And so for me, the way I kind of get grounded again is to just go outside and experience life. Uh, Mark Rosen from Levi's, thank you very much indeed for speaking to us on the Retail Exchange Podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange Podcast. Subscribe online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on Twitter, hashtag Retail Exchange. This episode is brought to you by Retail Transformation Agency Visual Thinking. Thanks for listening. <laughs>